All right, welcome to Rona Geek Official Podcast. It is another, we're calling it classic style episodes, I guess, with just me and Rob, because Adam is still gone. He's wayward. He is missing. Yeah, well, we just, I will, okay, I don't know about we, but I just assume that he's mountain climbing. He's <laughs> at what, this point. Which mountains and where? There aren't many mountains too close to here. Oh, no, social social mountains, not actual ones. Mm. Yeah. Yes, he is uh, scaling scaling the peaks of social interaction and probably tabletop gaming, role playing gaming. Yeah, I don't say he's getting anywhere by but I've mind that. So like he's he's trying. Is I'm this sure. like uh, no, I think it's it? more inner inner family social yeah. climbing. Did you see in the news right now they have a I don't know if it's like a bottleneck going up Mount Everest? Have you seen this? Wait, what? Apparently they had like a spot of like really good weather for people to climb Mount Everest. So a lot yeah. of teams were all sort of going at the same time. Yeah, because they all kind of accumulated at the, at the different base camps. Right, and right, yeah, right. Yeah. So what's happened now is there's a literal bottleneck of people trying to get up to the top. So you'll see like pictures of people <laughs> all the way up at the summit of Mount Everest. And there's like a line of people. That's <laughs> like funny like you're in freaking like uh oh like, what is what, it disney world <laughs> yeah yeah or i'm thinking it like the sears tower what's it called now willis tower in yeah. chicago like you're trying to get into like the sky view deck or whatever right, and like right. you're just waiting in a long line for your chance to That's stand on the glass or whatever funny yeah everest is still growing right like it grows i think slowly something like that so everyone who's there yeah, is that's like, my understanding is like is, the high, highest point technically right ever at the moment you stand on it it would be at its highest point ever yeah yeah so because it's growing very slowly the continents are still smashing together uh, i guess there was like a 7.4 magnitude earthquake near new zealand over the weekend and i heard there was supposed wow. to be a tsunami but i don't know what happened i don't know if they got a tsunami or not we don't even know if they're still there they might be yeah we don't know anybody <laughs> so if anybody has any word about new zealand or if you're based in new zealand and you're still there let us know that'd be great if new zealand is the new atlantis also let us know <laughs> that would also work that would also work yeah. so this is episode 49 of rona geek and fish podcast we're planning a big episode 50 a return of adam to the podcast that'll be that'll be the nice <laughs> that'll be the nice thing we do for listeners is uh bring back adam and uh his his abuse so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him so bad. So bad it hurts. He, he adds an interesting dynamic, if nothing else. So he's... <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I mean, I've known the guy since I was in grade school. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously I don't hate him. I, I've only known him like two years if that so and i already yeah. miss him so yeah it'll be good to have adam back on uh and then uh, we'll be checking out other uh potential guest hosts in the near future as well so we'll see where that goes so this is alex austin and i have with me today rob and this is a we're calling a classics episode even though it's not a classics episode because we're covering news now now news some call it Nowish news. Nowish news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowish news. So speaking of Nowish news, we have a continuation of the Harry Potter Wizards Unite topic from last week. There was a new development regarding Niantic. Oh. So now this is interesting. So Niantic apparently uh, is suing a so-called hacker group Global Plus Plus for selling and distributing unlicensed versions of their games. So for instance, you know that Pokemon Go exists. And for people who don't know... Uh, there's also a version of this game that basically allows for geographic spoofing of your location. They call it geospoofing. Okay. And you're actually able to travel around the world as your character inside this, I don't know, sort of fake news version of the app. Right? But, fake news version. Yeah, but because the app is always updating, you're constantly having to download like the new ABK or the new ISO, depending on, on right, if you're using yeah, Android yeah. Or, or iPhone, and doing it that way. So this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One... Because they've already drawn a pretty hard line on the players who are engaging in this kind of behavior. 
because uh, they kind of make out on the game in two ways. So if you're playing Pokemon Go and you're doing the spoofing, so some things you can do would be like uh, you can cheat by earning more money on gyms that you shouldn't have access to because of geographic distance and, and also by raiding gyms outside the geograph- geographic area. So huh. it could help them get more items in the game. They need to evolve Pokemon and such. Um, as far as going on gyms, maybe there's some that are sort of far-flung you know, places where people wouldn't normally go to play right. Pokemon Go. So if you go and toss some characters on those gyms to occupy them, you'll get in-game money to be able to spend on your regular account huh. when you're back in town. So what they've done is they're essentially banning accounts that are uh, doing this sort of behavior. Which would be easy to track because you just go, okay, like if x y distance is covered in like a certain amount of time and right. then the, all of a sudden they show up at another distance x amount of whatever right. miles away it's like okay either this person is the biggest traveler in the world or they're yeah. spoofing. oh you played it's, in peru and tunisia today and yeah. you're based in chicago okay well right. whatever yeah they're <laughs> they're they're not idiots it's very easy to make a automatic algorithm to figure that out right so i think what a lot of people had done early on is create like a secondary account that they were using as the spoof account right which is fine like whatever if that's what you want to do and you don't care if the account gets banned ultimately then go for it you know play however you want just you know i think some people are trying to make it their main account and that's where the problem set yeah i mean right so i understand the whole i'm gonna play grand theft auto and have a bunch of cheat codes to get all the cool cars and guns and yada 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 fine that's cool. That's like an old school way of just relax playing, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And doing it for other games is not unreasonable. The issue at hand is that I'm sure they feel like they're being robbed of money. But the actual problem that I do see with this is that people who are in those areas who are legitimately trying to hold on to gyms yeah. that are getting nailed out by people in high density areas where they've able they're able to level way faster. Yes. Like things like New York City, things right. like that. Those people's Pokemon Go's account that Pokemon Go accounts jump up faster. Yes. That's um, true. Pokestops, right? High density of Pokestops. Yeah. Makes sense. And and then people who are out in the country who have like maybe five Pokestops within a one mile radius right. of them. If like, that, yeah, if and they that. refresh every five minutes, so you can you can sit by one Pokestop and hit it. Was that equate yeah. to fifteen times? No, fourteen but, times an hour. But I know of places in like NYC where you have like twenty Pokestops, right, clustered in an area, or, or at least they, there was that way a while back. Yeah. So, and I don't see why it would have changed. Yeah, it's it's interesting also because why? So there's players like me. Yeah. And players like me, I don't have a bunch of time where I can just go and like raid gyms with the groups of people. So you know that now there's raids. They're mm-hmm. like level five, what they call them, level five raids, right? Level one to five, one being easiest, five being the highest. And yeah. the level five raids are extremely difficult. You actually need a pretty sizable team of trainers to go and take on these gyms. Mm-hmm. The gyms are to get access to capturing rare Pokemon and also get access to winning rare items, right? That you yes. need to evolve other Pokemon. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get so in my shoes, like, I just really want to play the game Catch Them All, because that's what Pokemon's kind of all about. I think maybe Niantic didn't get the memo on that, because they don't really offer a path to catching them all if you're not one of these players who can actually go and do all these gym raids and spend all this time on it. Like, basically, my only path, given the time and energy that I have available in my life, would be to spoof and to get all the things. Right. So why don't they just offer a path like a legal path inside the game, like an option where I can maybe just like go off the grid. You know what I mean? Just play like within the app itself using Google Earth or whatever it uses mm-hmm. and then not interact with anyone or do anything. I just want to catch them. I just want to catch them and I want to get all the items. Yeah. See, 
that is a big problem in the games industry completely. And not every developer has this issue. Yeah. But this is definitely, I would, I would even go so far as to say it's a pandemic in the industry. Well, Only, especially in mobile gaming. Right. But yeah. I mean, and, and not just, that, I'm talking more to the wider issue of things that could be easier fixed by implementing some new stuff into the game mm-hmm. as opposed to just bringing the hammer down on these people. Yeah. The, because you're right. A lot of these people are doing this because there's a desire to do something that they can't normally do. And the only reason it catches on widespread mm-hmm. is because there is no way for people to pursue what they want right. in a normal, non-rule-breaking yeah. fashion. Like, for a lot of people in Canada, let's say, for instance, for quite a while had to pirate Game of Thrones because they had no feasible way right. of getting HBO. Right. That's true. Especially for streaming, right? Oh, yeah. Um, unless you pay like an exorbitant fee to Bell, right? Canada, who had the monopoly effectively on it. Yep. Now it's become a lot easier, and when it did become a lot easier, pirating dropped substantially. Oh yeah, and Crave subscriptions went way up because right. that was the easiest way to watch the final season. Exactly. Yeah. Now this is the same thing with the games, be it Pokemon Go geofencing or yeah. or just even. Um, like MMOs, finding your own way to play as right. opposed to being forced and hammered into a rigorous right, path right, right. where you have to like quest or what have you. If you want to just do PvP, you can't just do that because it's not efficient when compared to other strategies. Yeah. So these are these are issues that plague a lot of games nowadays, and it's because of a couple of reasons why this well, is games worse. as a service is definitely one of the reasons. Well, games as a service yeah. is a big one, but the other one too is longevity of game, right? Yeah. Like your game, okay. you want your game to have a longevity so that people buy things from your store, yeah. yada yada, like your online store, like cosmetics, what sure. have you. And the only way to do that is by making games a little bit more grindy. Mm-hmm. So they have to try and find the sweet spot where the game is grindy enough to keep you playing, yeah, but not so easy that you can just finish the game and then stop playing it. They missed they missed the G spot on this one, man. They missed the G spot. It's really what it is. It's, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's the gamer spot. The I G need... spot, right? That's, <laughs> that's what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the gamer, gamer spot. spot. What did you think the, I was talking about? I don't about? know. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Oh, okay. That's good. what I called it that. Uh, so yeah, I am talking about the gamer spot. Look, the gamer spot on this one would be I pay 15 or $20 one time and I get full access to everything in the game because it's a game at the end of the day, right? And that's to me, that's the gamer spot or as it's called the G spot. It's more widely known as the yeah, G-spot. Well, very widely known. As the yes, G-spot. widely known. Uh, if 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 you have that gamer spot, then then you know what? I'll play it all day, every day, man. Yeah, just stay right on it. Yeah, just stay right on it. I'll just I'm all over that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pokemon Go. So anyway, yeah. I'm not going to be for much longer anyway because they're probably not going to make a great G spot for this game uh, for gamers. And in that case, Harry Potter Wizards Unite comes out soon. So I'm thinking of just dropping Pokemon Go altogether forever and ever, and just moving on to Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Well, I mean, that's certainly an option, and I don't know if that's the right way to go. I don't think that's the wrong way to go either. I think Pokemon Go fills a niche, and, you know, Wizards Unite sounds great. I think that it's definitely a way to go, but ultimately is made by the same company and yeah. is prone likely to the same mistakes. Sure. Yeah, along the way. Because I, I can't see it being a very different engine. It looks I'm just hoping much it starts off as the more like boiled down game, similar to how Pokemon started out before it became this very robust thing. So they've added in a lot of very good stuff into Pokemon Go. However, it's just not enough to keep me coming back, and right. it's too much for me to be able to spend that much time on. I, I'm sure a lot of the stuff in Pokemon Go is facilitated by the design of Wizards Unite. Like, when they make something new for Wizards Unite, they'll uh, test run it through Pokemon Go. Because Wizards is looking to be the new springboard for for them, right? right. It's the next, the next shot of adrenaline. 
Right. Because Pokemon Go was a huge shot of adrenaline for Niantic. Yeah. Which they didn't really capitalize on monetarily. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, well, think about it, right? Look at all the stuff that you can buy now in their store. Like, yeah. Uh, character, avatar aesthetics, name changes, things like that. If they had those at the beginning, they would have made so much more money. Yeah. But they didn't because they never, I shouldn't say they never, companies usually never anticipate the amount of desire that people have for aesthetic. Right. And and microtransactions on things that they want. Like getting a, a Pikachu hat, people will pay so much money for that yeah. shit. Do you for know no how much reason. money I've spent on Pokemon Go to date? I'm going to say zero. Zero. I've spent zero. I've and, also and, spent zero, but yeah. but I have a friend who's actually at Pokemon Go Fest right now. Yeah. Or the, this last weekend where yeah. that, because it happened this last weekend. What was the closest one in Detroit? Uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago? Okay. Yeah. It's always in Chicago. I think it's always just in oh, Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so they're at the, the PokeFest. So obviously it's still alive and breathing. They say like people come in from all over the world. Um, I got a whole bunch of pictures too. I can show you later on if you remind me. But uh, when I was uh, when I was looking at uh, doing this, like you said, you spent zero dollars. I was actually really considering this. If I ever went to this thing, that would be the time that I splurged a bit, oh. and uh, and I would probably buy the whole Team Rocket getup. Yeah, I think I've explained this to you before. I actually yeah. am not a part of any of the three teams. Right, right, right. I have. We have established steadfastly <laughs> stayed out of it. One of the remaining so players buy, out there who has no team affiliation. Team Rocket. So I would buy all the Team, team Rocket. Rocket apparel. Yeah, yeah. And then people would see me showing up around them, and I would have no affiliations. Yeah, yeah. They should actually, they, they should offer sort of a, a grandfathered way for people who have no team affiliation this whole time. I, I honestly think that is like to when you to get to like, rocket. what, like level 50 or something? Let's say. Yeah. You know, something like, like you have to work to get right, it. Right, right. And uh, yeah. That'd be fun. I think that that should be, be really the thing. Cool. So one more angle on this that we should probably take a look at here. So Niantic, if they happen to listen, you might want to reconsider this. So I don't know what Global Plus Plus is other than a group of people who call themselves a group of hackers uh, who eh. basically <laughs> who basically take this I mean, they're modders. File. They're really modders. Right, they're they modders. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, do you really want to go and sue a group of people who call themselves a group of hackers? I mean, it just seems like a major risk considering you're already making, you know, like millions of dollars a day on this game. So it's just... They, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're making that much. Yeah, I, I think they're still making a million bucks a day. I bet they are. Really? Yeah, I bet they are. That seems that seems unlikely to me. Yeah, well, we can look. We can look it up. We later, should look but... it up. We should look it up. Okay, that's, cool. that's interesting. We don't have to look it up right now. Don't worry about it right now. And uh, yeah, I just I just thought it was interesting because that I think a group of hackers, whether they're legit hackers or not, would probably be the last group of people who I would probably threaten to. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think they're suit. like I don't think they're really hackers though. Like, they're, like I said, like sure they got an access to the game, whatever. Yeah. Cool, nice. You set up something that people obviously want. All right, neat. But I mean, I, I think that maybe the terminology for hacker is just too liberal, too liberally used. Maybe, but that's what they call themselves. I don't know what they do. But I mean, then they're, again, they're claiming to already have the source file for uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. And they've already made a Harry Potter Wizards Unite plus plus version as well. Then it's probably just goes to show that Niantic needs to up their fucking security. <laughs> I think that's really what it is. I think, if anything, this is more of a siren oh, call for people to pay attention to, you know, like that Niantic's databases are probably compromised. You know who this is a job for, don't you? Detective Pikachu. Fuck. <laughs> Off. 
But no, seriously though. If yeah, seriously, if, no, if, Detective, if, Detective Pikachu. Sure, fine. <laughs> but at the same time, people should be legitimately concerned. If there's a company that's able to uh, break into a game to get its source code, if that is so easy for them to yeah. get a game that has not been released yeah. yet, you should be legitimately concerned but about they, having they hacked into. No, no, it. listen. You should be legitimately concerned about the them having your information. They should be. That's a, that's a massive security breach. In my mind, I'm thinking of the scene from Hackers with like, the hack in No, yeah, and I get that you're making and a joke like, of it. And there's like the goofy like user interface to like yeah. swooping through to find. Sure, like, like get <laughs> Hacker Man on it. Fine, whatever. But the thing is like that is a legitimate concern. It's uh, it's corporate espionage is what yeah. it is. And, uh, and it's pretty fucked. But, and the fact yeah, that yeah. Niantic hasn't released a, hey, by the way, our servers may be compromised. Right. That's scary. It is. It's totally scary. Like the people freaked out when this happened to Sony. Niantic has yeah. more information than Sony does, guys. Yeah. And you log in with your Gmail account to play this game. So yeah. hope you're using a secondary Gmail account or they can get I'm your not. info. Yeah. I, I have know two I'm accounts not. and one of them I don't really use, but, but one you, of them is attached to everything. Though I will say this though, people who are using the actual Gmail like thing, like all that they probably have is your Gmail login. Yeah. But they probably don't have your password because Google actually has very good security yeah like their security is top of the line and that's not like something i just shrug off you actually go and look at how they actually uh disperse data yeah is very difficult can't they like duplicate ips and shit though to pretend like they are you and they are logged in it doesn't matter though because the way to actually pull that data that like the actual arming data out of google yeah is near impossible because they spread it across their servers. Okay, I got you. So, like, it's in physically multiple locations at the same time that you need to get that It data. could be in any alphabet server. It could be in yeah. I or Well, Q. no, it could be... No, usually your data is spread amongst, like, three or four. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't like, know that. Like, it's, like, frac... It's, like, split. That's good. It's a very, very cool system. Good. You should uh, look it up. That's actually very, very cool mm. stuff. That's what we pay them all this money for, for our free email and free apps. So. Oh, God. <laughs> So much data that Google has. That they, know, if somebody crazy. actually, if somebody did breach Google's security, which yeah. I don't think is impossible, I think it would be very difficult. Yeah. Um, I think Google would hire them. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Oh, 100% they would. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bigger fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that would be huge. Though you'd need to have a, uh archive to be able to take that whole repository of information. Basically, yeah. Which is beyond what teraflops of data. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Can't even comprehend how much there would be. Cool. So that's it for the uh, continued story of Niantic and Harry Potter Wizards Unite. So I guess we'll see what happens in the near future, and if the uh, if the hacker group pays up. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and get into playing and watching. So what we've been playing, what we've been watching. And then uh, we're going to do the E3 announcements from Square Enix and Nintendo after that because we actually recorded the last episode just before the Square Enix show last Monday evening and then the Nintendo Direct was the following day. So on Tuesday. So we'll cover all those announcements as well toward the end of the episode. We'll go ahead and timestamp everything. But for now, it's time for playing and watching. Uh, By all means, you lead us in. Oh, okay, because all I've really been playing, and I have Yeah, because I knew this was going to be short. So. I've been playing a game. You'd be <gasps> proud of me. I'm still playing Final Fantasy XII. I figured. And that I'm was, making uh, that progress. Was, I should have guessed. That was my guess. <laughs> I'm making progress because you can play this game at like four times normal speed when, yeah. you're, when you're doing level grinding and stuff. So it's it's the grinding that's saving it because it's so much fun to level grind in like four times speed. Twelve is the one with lightning, right? 
No, that's 13. That's 13. Yeah, so in 12, sure. uh, basically you can set up the gambit system. So your characters right. sort of act. Uh, it's sort of a this-for-that system you can set up for characters to operate around one another. So if one character gets poisoned, another character maybe is set up to cast Antidote and cure them. And it's a really cool system. Mm-hmm. And it also has to do with enemies, uh, other, other ally things as well for status ailments. So, for instance, for enemies, you can say, like, okay, so any enemy that's you know, below... Yeah, it's a programming know, system. Yeah, it, below what, 30%. What, like if-then system kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's yeah. totally. Total yeah. logic system. If-then, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so say if an enemy's below 30%, right now I have one of my guys set up to steal from them because they're getting weak enough that I'm definitely going to beat them, but also I need to steal from enemies to make sure I get every item in the game that I'm seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's one way to do it. But yeah, the game's super fun, and it really has stood the test of time. The Zodiac Age version is really exceedingly good, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Nice. Very uh, story-heavy game. More story-heavy than I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sort of politics not, not and as, intrigue. Not as story-heavy as, like, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, no. Not even. No. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is... Is up there with Metal Gear Solid. Uh, sorry, yeah. cinematic heavy. Cinematic heavy. And Kingdom say. Hearts is... They sort of introduce in a lot of different story threads that all sort of end up intertwining. But in Final Fantasy twelve, it's just basically one story thread, and every character is sort of... Yeah, you know, a different degree of inside of the same story thread. Right. So, it's it's good. Not one of my favorite Final Fantasies by a long shot, I would say, but it's a, it's a very solid uh, sort of actiony RPG. The grinding is a lot of fun to do in four times speed. And uh, mm-hmm. man, look out for those traps when you're running in four times speed because you'll plow through those and mess yeah. up your party pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, it's also pretty forgiving. They actually have an auto save feature that's sort of going on in the background, and I'm pretty sure it's save it auto saves like every time you enter a new major area of the game. So if you're going out to do like level grinding and you step into an area you probably shouldn't be in quite yet and you get your ass handed to you and you die, chances are you can start right at the moment you entered into there. So it's a pretty forgiving game, and I've been able to make some progress in there in like 25 to 30-minute chunks. So yeah. it's going good, going real good. I'm very excited to be playing a game. So mm-hmm. Oh, and I got in a copy of um, one more game that I've been playing. Oh. I know. It's impressive, isn't it? So I'm, I'm pushing my my time management to its absolute limits here. Nice. So playing throughout the night and uh, and and then just dropping tons of diet coke and Adderall during the day. No, I'm just kidding. There's no there's no drugs. I'm just kidding on that. Just one. diet coke. Just diet coke. Yeah, <laughs> lots of caffeine. And uh, I've been playing Mystical Ninja, starring Goemon on N64, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. I haven't owned a copy in some time. I I owned one. I don't know where it went. I'm pretty sure it got thrown out by my parents at some point when they were throwing away my old stuff that was at the house. And I ended up having to order one off of uh, Amazon. So I did that. Nice. And it was too expensive. And I don't give a shit because I love this game, man. I love it. Yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. it. It's super good. It does not stand the test of time. It is so awful by today's standards. But oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Talk about callback games, man. I actually miss uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Not a great game by any means. Another but game I would of, really like to play that I don't own anymore. I think they're actually uh, remastering them and releasing them on the Switch. Because, it, I mean, we're seeing Banjo and Kazooie come you're to... Right. You're right. To, Chances uh, are we're going to see them come right. out remastered on the Switch. Yeah, well, I think anything that hits Smash has to be some in some way affiliated with Nintendo, yeah. even if it's just a game. But those are just great games to remaster anyway. So yeah. I, I, think, I think they would still hold up. The controls were really tight in them. Same thing with... Um, like Mario 64, like remember they came out with a 3DS version that had more characters in it? No. Maybe you didn't see that. Yeah, so when the 3DS first dropped, they came out with a Mario, it was Mario 64 3D, I think they called it. Okay. And it, it was basically was Mario 64 just on the DS. The controls were really shitty, but there was like, I believe it had Yoshi and Luigi and Wario in it. 
is playable characters. Interesting. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see a better version of that drop on the Switch. So maybe a upraised version of that. But who knows? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. See, I would only be interested if I was doing like Boo's Mansion and I could play as Luigi with the vacuum cleaner. Oh, you're referring to another game we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. So that's official. Yeah, the other yeah, Luigi's Mansion. Yes, Luigi's yeah. Mansion three that people already know about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, so quickly what have I been playing? Dead Cells. Yeah. Finish Dead Cells. Really? Well, I beat out Dead Cells on normal. Let's okay. put it that way. Cool. And now I'm going through like the plus and Sweet. hard modes and stuff like that. Seems like an Adam game too. Is he playing it? Uh no. He is abstained from it. He's like, I'd rather play Hollow Knight, which uh I was like, okay. Again? Well, see that's the thing. I was like, okay, I see what you're saying, but that seems like an odd response. It, you know what it feels like? Whenever He's already putting like 1,700 hours in Hollow Knight. Well, How see, is this possible? See, here's the thing, right? Whenever somebody tells me that line, I go, hey, have you tried X game? And it's like, yeah, I've looked at it, but I'd rather play Y game. I'm like, <laughs> so you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, you haven't played the game. Because if you were an actual gamer, you would go, hey, this is very similar to the yeah. other game I play. Maybe it's interesting and I should give it a try. Dead Cells was reviewed every bit as good, if not better, than Hollow Knight. So Dead Cells was right. an amazing game by all accounts. So here's the thing. Because I'm out to prove a point, and there's a massive rivalry for no explicable reason between me and Adam. Um, I went and purchased Hollow Knight no. on sale. Okay. So I'm going to play Hollow Knight now. Yeah. And here's the thing. <laughs> Hollow Knight looks good. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. But it looks like a very different platformer. Yeah. It's 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 and it, it's interesting. So, so I own it. I've played like probably a third of it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm going to play it. I'm going to beat it. And I'm going to go back to him and be like, okay, here's the differences between the two games. Go play fucking dead cells yeah because that's the only way i'm gonna get him to do it yeah does he know about all the drama about dead cells when it came out maybe that would get him interested no what was the drama so all the buzz around dead cells when it first came out was that uh previous nintendo editor from ign philip musen he'd only been there for some time after jose otero left but he actually like he what is it called plagiarized he plagiarized reviews to make his review his written review of the game really yeah and then he was canned interesting yep why What's that? I mean, lazy? Just lazy? He never. They never really figured it out, and nobody was willing to listen to him. He because he kept saying, "Well, I've never done it before," kind of thing, and I don't know how this how this happened. But then, the internet got a hold of the story and sort of went back and started looking at like his his older content that he used to yeah. write versus other content that was already out there at the time. Yeah, and it turned out he's actually plagiarized quite a lot, <laughs> and uh, even like some yeah. some of the lines he was using in video content was even plagiarized too. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like. Why pl- okay in this day and age? Why plagiarize? Source it. Just yeah, source just it. Claim just claim your give, sources. Just, yeah, I mean, we do that all the time. Yeah, this day and age, like everybody wants to shout out as the source, right? So because that's how the social media works today. So if you're using the content, if if it has to be used inside of your production, your writing, whatever you're doing, just shout it out. Yeah. Talk about the source. Like why not? Just spread it around, guys. Yeah. Which one was it? Even recently, I, I was talking about we'd gotten some of the notes from NintendoEverything.com. So and I shouted it out at that time. Yeah. So it's important. It's just important, guys. This is uh, it's a basic function of journalism to just talk about where some of the info is coming from. Either either you're getting it directly from you know a a, a press release from a publisher or developer, or you're not. In which case, you have to tell yeah. people where you're getting the information well, from. It, it, okay, but here's the whoops. Huh? Here's the thing, though. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. 
obviously people one of your phones see that. one of my phones <laughs> i have two phones right now yeah yeah, so yeah techie. No, whatever wow. <laughs> um i'm not gonna get into that so <laughs> the the thing is like there is no shame in admitting that you get a lot of your information from other sources if you source them because here's the thing if people are coming to you they like you for some reason be it your charisma mm-hmm. or whatever right so then let's assume that you are just pulling information from everywhere and very, very little original content aside from your commentaries coming out of you. I don't see that as a bad thing because you are now just a hub of a network of information. Yeah. And people will come to you so that you can filter through that information and give them the, the bare bones or the, the biggest highlights out of each person's thing. Right. Credit those people. Right. Because they did the hard work and they deserve the credit for yeah. it. But at the same time, there's no shame in saying that you are just the center of a network. Right. You are a go-to source to filter through stuff for people. You yeah, that's are kind of filter. the idea behind Ronin Geek News is that, you know, I wanted to be a place where we could sort of engage with the community and interact with the information in a yeah. really meaningful way. And thus, here we are. But, yeah, when it comes to information that you've sourced from somewhere else online that is someone else's thoughts or opinions, mm-hmm. you got to talk about it. Gotta yeah, like what it. I use, uh, what Road to VR for a lot of my VR stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't normally uh, source them just out of the fact that I just go to them to see what has yeah. hit the shelves. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's fine because I don't actually take their journalistic words. Yeah, yeah. And but if I ever do, I will definitely use yeah, yeah. them as a citing point. Right. So Good. it's just a matter of, it's like why? What's it called? Road to VR. Right, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good site. Okay. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, Sweet. it's it's. Uh, I subscribe to their letter. They send me a, a thing in the email yeah. every day. Even if I just get like an updated email with just like the dates when shit comes out for that. Well, that, that's essentially what, what I use so it for, easy. right? It's like having a like a email pop up from Nintendo yeah. Direct, like, yeah, yeah, where they go, hey, here's all the things that we've announced. That's great. It, I That's do great. the same thing. Oh, I love lists of things because then I can just go and look up all the things and write my own yeah, notes. And, I, I prefer to do that. And Road to VR is good because they also cover like what else is happening in the VR industry, yep. not just specifically yeah. games, but like peripherals, things like that. Actually, you know where I often go is um, Twitter. When I hear about a topic, yeah, and I'll usually enough. search it on Twitter just to see like what's out there because a lot of times people have already sort of sided on on one one side or another on an issue or a topic, mm-hmm. and I'm always kind of curious to see where popular opinion is going. So Fair. one of those issues we'll talk about in a little bit here once we get to uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, what else? Oh, sorry. Uh, playing, watching. Uh, wow. I'm trying to think. Not not a lot on the watching end of things. I, I finished uh, Backstreet Girls. I think I mentioned that to you. Yep. Um, watched a doc, two two episode documentary called Everyday Miracles on like. Meta, like different materials that we use, like day to day plastics, things like that. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, everyday miracles. Everyday miracles. Cool. Yeah. Really, really good. Stuff. They talk about Velcro. No, they just talk about like just the actual like materials uh, themselves. Velcro is a miracle. Yeah. Well, like a miracle the loss of like concrete and stuff like that. Like, oh, they, yeah, they talk yeah. about like okay, that the things sense. that are you interact with on an everyday basis. Right. Right. Um, they also talk about like the bike stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Um, though other games, though Pathfinder. Another mm-hmm. session, of course, yep. happened. Uh, they had gone from the cave where they had fought a like, little wormling black dragon. Okay. Uh, then they ended up uh, going back to the site where they found some zombies originally. Is this the campaign where you're like enamored? Your character is enamored with like an enemy character? Which game is that? 
You and Adam were talking oh, about Oh, that's game. Our, sorry, that is a Pathfinder game, but that is the Saturday oh, sessions. Oh, okay. Saturday on okay. sorry. Yeah, Saturday on Friday cuz right yeah, now yeah. we're playing them on Friday. Okay. Normally it's Saturday sessions. Cool. And then Sunday I do my hosting. That's Sweet. what I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about the Sunday session. Gotcha. Yeah, they went back and then they ended up finding new undead there. They killed that, but they also got ambushed during the fight nice. by uh, essentially cronies of a, <laughs> of a of another thing. Um, aka the the CR needed to be upped for the fight, so the yeah. GM may have added things. Oh, but also it was part of the story. Uh, and there was like a bunch of hobgoblins, and they ended up uh interrogating one of them. Nice. Okay. And it was it got really interesting because one of the member of the parties, a half orc, and the, when the hobgoblins started talking about how his people are constantly persecuted as being evil because yeah. they have to raid to get their supplies because right. they have no opportunity to build their own civilization because mm-hmm. whenever they do it gets raged like raided and pillaged by adventuring parties right uh the, the half horse like yeah you know i have to deal with a lot of the same shit man i get it huh. and like so there ended up being this little bit of a division in the party where people were like oh fuck maybe we're not that great <laughs> and maybe we are just killing <laughs> Like these goblinoid creatures, yeah, yeah. Whenever we come into them, without actually thinking about why they're here, so it, it's been a, a little bit of an interesting setup into the next phase what's that they're like, going to go into. What's like the god of those orcs called in that game? Uh, do they have like a god they worship? Uh, they do. Sorry, the name eludes me right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like a come to Jesus moment, except it's like a come to orc god moment. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, maybe we're the bad guys. Oh, so, well, I mean, like a lot of them are, are situated as like evil creatures, but at the same yeah. time, you know, then you gotta think about morality. Okay, well, based off who's morality yeah. and yada yada. It's a lot yada. easier to do weeby goblins because you are the bad guys, like beyond a shadow yeah. of doubt. Yeah, yeah, I like hundred percent, hundred percent. That's fun. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that of note. Nothing's coming to me. Right, oh, I man. also picked up a couple other things because there was like this Nintendo sale that was going on. Oh, nice. So I, I got uh, Child of Light and... Yeah, uh, that's good. I played that on PS4 forever ago. Yeah. It's really good. I haven't even uh, taken a hand yeah. at it yet. But else, there's something else I got. I Am Setsuna? I already have I Am Setsuna. Okay, I, that's good, I Am Setsuna was like, wow. That was oh, one of my the first follow-up to that, Lost Sphere, I think it's called, from mm-hmm. that same company, also went on sale. Damn. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah, they had a follow-up. Not, not the same story or anything, but like same... Oh, Unravel 2. Oh, okay. I got Unravel 2, yeah. yeah because cool. co-op games are fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, yarn people. What's not to like? Hey, man, sweet. sweet. Oh, I know the way you talk about the little little yarn monsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. What's it about? What do you do? Uh, I don't know. It looks like a little big planet. I haven't played it yet. Okay, sweet. sweet. That could be good. That could be yeah. good. Cool. Well, I guess that's it for playing and watching. We did yeah. watch Black Mirror Season 5, but we're going to cover that next week when Adam gets back because he is passionate about Black Mirror. Yeah, and about technology. So he's the, he's gonna be the right guy for us to dig into the techn- technological stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be weird. Yeah, yeah, it'll I get weird. It'll, be, it'll get weird. It'll get real weird. Yeah. So especially when we talk about uh, what was the one, Fighting Vipers, Striking Vipers, <laughs> Striking Vipers. Yeah, that, it's gonna get real weird. <laughs> we had a little bit of an off uh, mic conversation about was it that one or was it the the texting one? Uh, we had a, oh, you know what? We should have recorded that. Just so we could reference back to it. No, I, I remember what. Yeah, I, I still kind of remember what we talked about. We'll get. We'll definitely. We'll, get, we'll dive into it. We'll have to cover that portion when we yeah. do it. So cool. All right. So I guess we'll move into the back half of E3 and talk about the final big announcements made from Square Enix and the Nintendo Direct.
yeah. You're you're a tea guy. You should know this shit. Or you I were have tea guy. green tea, dude. Mm. I drink Gyokuro Genmaicha, which is like a green tea, a, a pure leaf green tea that is mixed with, uh, it's got toasted rice kernels in it, and it's got a nice smoky flavor. See, so. I just get the like, shit from Costco, man. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like, this no, is like, like it's good stuff. This like, is like walking through the woods after a fresh rain, and the I don't rain be- has also okay. just put out your campfire. I don't and you're be- getting the sort of smoky smell. I from don't that. believe you. I'm telling you, it's okay, amazing. You, you can whip some up for me sometime. Okay, okay. You girl, get my agent. Let me forget. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, we'll get into the Square Enix announcement. So, the Square Enix show for E3 was a live show. Uh, the Nintendo Direct one was just a direct. So, it was just a video that they played live that you could follow along with. The Square Enix announcements, there was nothing real surprising here. There's only sort of one announcement that was of something that we just plain didn't know about, which was uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Yay! So was I was of, actually psyched about that. Oh, it was great. it's great news. So, there's a little bit of hum, obviously, when Final Fantasy VII, IX, Chocobo's Dungeon, and a bunch of other stuff rolled out on Nintendo Switch this year because there was no Final Fantasy VIII. Well, this is why. Because they're trying to remaster it instead of just re-releasing it as whatever version is currently available. However, I think it's been on Steam for some time. It's yeah. just the original version. So I don't know. I'm trying to understand where things need to be to get a remake. Because here's the thing. It works really well with the film industry. It's proven to work really well yeah, with the I mean, game industry. I would industry. say sales, but I mean, even Final Fantasy XI allegedly was only up to $11 million in sales. Or so, up until the release on the Switch. I don't know where it's at now, if it gained a bunch or what, but... Yeah. And that was one of the best-selling Final Fantasies out there. Other Seven? Than like, yeah, other than Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, fourteen rakes in so much cash for them. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fourteen, there was also Shadowbringer. So just a quick mention for that, because I don't know much about it. But hopping yeah. back to uh, Final Fantasy VIII, that's actually... I like it as much as Final Fantasy VII, personally, and I had a great experience playing through it for the first time, which was a few years after it came out. I think it came out in 98 or 99. Does that sound right? It was pretty soon after Seven. It was uh, maybe only a year after Seven. I'd have to go and look it up. Yeah, But it, it came out pretty long. quick after that, and uh, it was as monumental a game in terms of just sheer size and the <laughs> scope of it. Fuck. I remember I had like a book yeah. that was full of discs for that yeah. game. I remember that. Yeah, it was a four-disc game. Yeah, yep. at least. Are you sure it wasn't more? I feel like I had another, like, maybe it was like five or six. I feel like it was that, that big. Yeah, it could have been bigger. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I, it was I, at least I, four, if not more. We'll go with that. Yeah, fair. And, like, because I, oh, man, wow. Yeah, that brings me back. I probably still have it stashed somewhere. I, I have my copy up here. Oh, the in the in this book? Yeah, the, uh, the disc book that it came with. Yeah. It was like a vertical disc book. Oh, that one? No. Pull it out. I'll tell you if that's the one that. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. No, this is just the. Yeah, that's classic, like the PlayStation. The classic plastic See, case I got version. it. No, I have the classic PlayStation version. Yeah, this is the PlayStation. No, sorry, not PlayStation. PC. Fuck. What oh, was I the PC. Dude, the PC one was, I think, eight discs. The yeah. PC one was massive in terms of how many discs it had. Yeah. So, yeah, this is. Uh, oh, it's like the original booklet, but the uh, the actual cases. I, I got the uh, greatest hits case here. So. Nice. Came with a mini walkthrough. Games back then came with mini walkthroughs. Walkthroughs. Um, I remember when I had my first copy of Final Fantasy Tactics. It had a whole thing about like a breakdown for each of the job classes. Let's see if we're gonna walk through this. We shouldn't. That'll take too much time. <laughs> but you need to know. You need to know. 
There's PDFs of that online, by At the start of the game, simply follow Squall's instructor, Quistus Trape, until she releases everyone from class. There you yeah. go. That's that's all I'm giving you. You're going to have to come back next week for more. Yeah. So because other people might want to know what's in this walkthrough. A, because, a page a week. Yeah, because the digital version won't come with it. <laughs> so we'll just read it out one page a week. Until you have the entire... I think it'll be in there. I think it'll be yeah. in there. <laughs> And it, it it's funny on the inside cover of this, and they used to do this all the time back in the day, not just in game booklets, but also like in game magazines. They're advertising six inch figures. Shit, pass like, out to me. Yeah, see this. action figures of these uh, characters in the game, which they look fucking sweet. Like I, I actually want that whole set. But uh, yeah, yeah nice. back in back in ninety eight, baby, back in ninety eight, I couldn't afford it because I was a kid. So Final Fantasy eight, looking forward to looking to dig back into some triple triad. Triple Triad was sweet. Triple Triad. Mm-hmm. They had a version of that in Final Fantasy IX as well. I didn't get the Final Fantasy IX yet, though. I've been too busy on uh, I think uh, that was also on sale on Nintendo. I could be wrong. Moon on sale, but it was, it's for sale. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no. Nine is definitely up on the Switch. Yeah. Yep. Definitely going to happen. Um, So that's Final Fantasy VIII news. Final Fantasy Seven. some big news there. They did have some new footage of gameplay from Midgar. Uh, some details were revealed that don't really make sense. Uh, so I thought maybe I could read some of these details off to you and you could see if it makes sense. So uh, basically what they're saying about Final Fantasy VII now, we already knew this from before that it was going to be episodic in terms of release. Yeah. However, I'm thinking of the original you know, 60 to 80 hour game, depending on how long you spend on it, right? And how they could break that up into different episodes, right? So Midgar yeah. obviously could be an episode in and of itself. But in the original game, that was really just like a four or five hour segment at the beginning uh, before you actually make it out of Midgar into the open world, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you do the whole Midgar portion first, then you make it over to Calm, which is like the first city yep. you go to outside of Midgar. So interestingly here, what they're saying is, and this is Tetsuya Nomura, the director of the game and the director of the original as well, saying that the game will be episodic. The first episode, which comes out March 3rd, 2020, covers only Midgar, which is maybe you know one-tenth or less of, of the original game story. But the first episode coming in March 2020 has two discs, two Blu-ray discs, so it fills up two entire discs, and the Midgar portion of the story fills up only one of these discs. So there's no word on what's on the second disc, and also, it's going to be full-priced. As in, this is going to be, in terms of Canadian dollars, an $80 game for us. So is this $80 you spend, and then all the episodes are free after that? No. Or, yeah. Okay. That is not. So, the the actual wrote, the note I wrote while I was listening to this is, what the fucking fuck? So, it's WTFF, for anybody who needs to know. Yeah. And also, people are upset with Tifa's breasts getting smaller in her reveal for the new game. That's also a note that I wrote. Because a lot of people are very upset about that, especially in the, in the, in the Final Fantasy groups that I'm a part of. Uh, even the ones that are, like, troll groups. There's some people in there who seem pretty serious about it as are the ones in the regular final fantasy groups on facebook so it's a little bit concerning that <laughs> this is the thing that they would have seized on so how, why not why not the thing about like oh they're gonna end up charging us 240 or 320 dollars for a single game because i think people are wanting as close to the original as possible and something like that to them is very noticeable as a difference and that is admittedly a pretty ridiculous thing to get up in arms about but at the same time there people are wanting that authenticity of the old time so i mean 
Like, why even make that change? I get it. They were ridiculous. Here's the thing. Why make that change? Because that means that you are now saying that it was a problem the first time. Well, I think the graphical fidelity of the new game, which shows people in a much more uh, proportionate sense. Right. I, I think what they realized is, oh, well, it doesn't even really make sense for that character to have it probably a looks chest this size. atrocious. Yeah. And so what they did is they, they, they I, I think they're probably still, like, they're probably massive. by any standard, right? Yeah. But I, I, I no, think they're but... in, like, realistic clothing, though, and people have a serious problem with that. But it's like, well, I mean, you know, before they didn't even have the graphic fidelity to do anything, like, like outside of, like, a blocky shirt and blocky shorts and blocky right. boots. So, so. so here's what people are, are, they're getting mad about the size, but where you miss out in size, you are gaining in probably physics. Well, that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's a probably right. That way. It's probably and, right. And this is a Japanese game after all. Yeah, I can't really say that anymore though. After Conan, the one what where you mean? start off with naked people. Yeah, no, I think game, I think gaming is moving away from censorship very, very quickly. Yeah, I think so. Too. And I uh, I am actually quite happy about that. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's it's archaic. The, like to think like that, I get it. For people who are older. Mm. Um, they're like, hey, what the fuck is this? Well, the medium is growing up with the audience. And, right, yeah. and that's the thing you need to realize, that audiences today that are, like, anyone born, that's, like, up to, what, like, 22-ish, like, all yeah. those people, sex to them is not what it is to us. Right. So, like, censorship serves no purpose anymore. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Like, that's the reality oh, of it. Right. You it's just It's just something pop- you have to work around right you have to like actively find a reason to work around it like to, to include it you mean no to to find a workaround so as not to show it or display it yes like i think i think companies work too hard to, to, to censor yeah. Yeah. yeah no i think they do i right. think you're 100 percent correct yeah and in this day and age i think it's pointless to be like i can jump on with a couple clicks of my keyboard i'm looking at full-blown porn yeah and it's not even like it's a hard site to get to yeah Pornhub. Yeah. It but it's exists. but it's the ESRB though, right? It's I know the ESRB that. Yeah, trying those, to catch everything. But those things though are archaic in the sense of what they try and censor. Now, I think things should be properly rated. Yeah. So like if you are including things like nudity mm-hmm. and content, you should have a rating on it. Sure you should. A hundred percent because you should know what's in the box. Yeah. But I don't think people should go out of their way to censor yeah. it. Do you think it's time to do away with maybe the AO rating? What do you mean? So the ESRB rates games AO that are adult only, and that basically in the, historically has been the death sentence for games. Uh, yeah, yeah, that should be gone yeah. at this point. Because I don't even think they have anything like that for Steam or anything like that, nope. right? They oh no, do... Steam has full on uh, porn games now. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I'm sure they're advertised that way, and it's pretty clear and explicitly clear like what is going to be included in the game. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, it's tagged. Like it'll be tagged yeah, with like yeah, yeah. nudity. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, if you look in the reviews, it'll probably be people talking about it, right? Depends on the okay. game. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the 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 point would be to check reviews and to look around online to find information about a thing before you yeah. buy it. But yeah, like as seen in uh, Black Mirror, which we will talk about. I think games are going uh, down the path where sexuality is going to be more explored than it will be uh, constricted. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah, Black Mirror season five did a good job of that. Yeah. So that's Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah, I, I personally am way more concerned about the fact that they've divided this game into multiple three to four parts, maybe even five that are all going to be fully priced games. Tetsuya Nomura claims that you're going to get a fully-fledged Final Fantasy experience even out of this Midgar portion. 
which mm-hmm. is okay. I hope that's true, and I hope that's going to happen that you know, play out that way, but only time will tell. Other big announcements come from Square Enix, uh, Marvel's Avengers. This is kind of what they led with. Uh, did you see anything about this game? So basically, Marvel's Avengers is going to be this is a this is um, uh, a full blown Ultimate Alliance game. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, it's essentially follow up to Ultimate Alliance. The gameplay looks extremely good. However, it should be said that it's not going to be single system co op, or at least they haven't talked about single system co op. It's going to be uh, four player online. Which so is co-op. new for Ultimate Alliance. Yep. Yep. And then if you see the trailer, you kind of understand why, because there's things that are happening on screen, like either like the camera following behind a flying Iron Man slash Tony Stark or a camera flying in or swooping in behind like a Hulk who's smashing things on a bridge. Right. So you can kind of see there's like a lot of action happening on a single screen. So realistically, yeah, to to keep up with the graphical fidelity and the fact that it's more cinematic angles on these characters, it makes more sense just to have it uh, four player online versus uh, like, say, all the characters on one screen like the old games. So it's it's um, the old games, but with modern action sensibilities. So here's the thing: I think that it's going to come down to the constraints of what can be displayed on the screen at the same time, mm-hmm. right? These consoles cannot hold up to the demand that require that is required to have these cinematic experiences. As soon as you have too many characters on the same screen doing all these cool fucking things, even if you're split screening, yeah. actually, if you're split screening, it's probably worse. It is super taxing mm. on the hardware, and this hardware just probably can't hold up. And it's interesting you say that because it sort of brings up the head-scratching idea that this is only coming out on the Switch, right? There is no there's no yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance coming out on any other system right now. It's not slated for PS4, or Xbox One, or PC, or anything. It's it, only Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo Switch has a great online community, for sure, but at the same time, what is going on there... Because the Switch, in my mind, as a gamer, is the most oriented towards couch co-op for friends. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So I'm just and it little... doesn't have their most robust online features. So I'm, no, it doesn't have the most robust online. I, I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to say that the online is fine. It's just, it's not exceptional. It's just good. I think it's functional. Yeah. It's functional. Yeah. yeah. It's, it does what it's supposed to do. So some other news about the Avengers... Uh, sorry, the, the Avengers game coming out, is that um, it's going to be... They're they're talking about it in terms of games as a service. This this term has come up several times. I However... This, this term is being abused now. But it is, on. because they're actually going to be releasing the characters for free. So every time they release a new character, it's going to be for free. You're going to be able to download them. However, the things they might charge for would be like extra story-based content or extra missions or extra worlds or maybe even maybe even looks for the characters. I don't know. If you want different costumes for Spider-Man or something, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Cosmetics is fine in my book. I mean, I don't I don't like it, but I think that it is one of the more understandable microtransactions, but it should be relatively cheap because you're going to also have a volume play there. Yeah. But um, it is not insane so long as their pricing is reasonable for them to say, hey, look, we've made a new like story arc yeah that you can play for this much money and i don't think that that's a bad thing because you're paying them for the extra work that they put in to make extra story content where i draw the line on that however is when they specifically had story content slated for the game and they cut it out yes they gotta be careful about what they show because because if they do that that is a no-go 
You don't parse down a game to make more money off it that way. That's not that's very disingenuous. Let's yeah. put it that way. There's one other big thing going on regarding the game, and that's the look of the characters, because the characters don't look like they do in in the actual movies that just came out, right? Right. So they have their own designs, more like I don't know. I can't even say more like comic book design, because even Captain America they've shown in a trailer doesn't even really look like Captain America from the comics. So you can't even really say that. It's, it's, there's some been some criticism about how the characters look. Like Captain America looks very bulky. Thor. Looks like he's wearing some sort of subwoofers on his chest. They're just the the yeah. circles are just huge. They're massive. It, it does yeah. look kind of goofy. Here's what I think. So because they are going to be releasing character packs for free, so you can get the characters themselves for free. I think they are going to charge for cosmetic differences. I think that there's going to be a pack you can purchase in the future yeah. with the likenesses of the characters from the Avengers films. Yes, I think they're going to do that in the future, and 100%. and I think people will pay for it, and they're going to make a shit ton of money on it as added content. I, if I owned this game, I wouldn't do that because I don't care. So, but certainly there's going to be a lot of people who, yeah, I want my, you know, my Captain America to like look like Chris Evans, and I want, you know, yeah. my my Chris Hemsworth as Thor, and I want my I want fat who's the other Thor, Chris? Though. Yeah, yeah, Fat Thor. Oh, that should be one of the skins. Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt. And then there's another Chris. Chris Pratt is Star Lord. Did you just fucking go all out about Chris Pratt like an episode ago? Yeah, did I? Yeah, something mm. like that. You're like. Man, this guy's been in everything. He has been yeah, in everything. Yeah. He's the perfect guy to start your franchise, Rob. Right. He's the perfect guy. Yeah. Get him in. He will start your franchise like hell. Which, All right. Oh, do we have any news on Cowboy Bebop yet? <laughs> Nothing. Ugh. Dude, there's so many series that Netflix has announced, and then the news just has gone dark. And that's one of the many, many, many series that has since gone dark. I think uh, we're getting more info on The Witcher soon, right? Maybe, hopefully, Jesus. Like, it's been, dude, it's been like over a year since we've had it. I think we've had all we've had since we Cover reported art. on it last summer was just one image of Henry Cavill as the Witcher that came out. As uh, Gerald. Yeah. Gerald, yeah. yeah. So messed up. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get to that soon. That'll be in the news coming up here, hopefully. Ooh, Cyberpunk, by the way. Well, that's, dude. Breathtaking my, news. My game of the, yeah. <laughs> You're breathtaking. <laughs> oh, oh man. I think that's basically it for the big Square Enix announcements. Um, let's see, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. There was another game, Outland, Outlands, Out, Outworlds. Oh, uh, Out something. Yeah. Okay. Shit. I don't remember the name of it. It actually looks really, really good. It's like, yeah. Uh, uh, West. Oh, it's it's by the makers of Bulletstorm, and it looks very sci-fi-ish. Uh, isn't it made by Obsidian? No. No, that's a different game. No. Um... Are you we're, sure? We're thinking. We're definitely thinking of two different games. I know what you're thinking of. It's called Outer Worlds. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I was. That thinking looks of. fucking sick. That, which yeah. Okay. People who made New Vegas, guys. Yeah. Come on. That looks sick. I, I Obsidian, think Obsidian's very, made very good. amazing games. Uh, what's it? Knights of the Old Republic two. Obsidian. Okay. Am I am I insane? Obsidian is the developer, right? They're not the producers. Uh, or are they, are Obsidian. They... They've spun off from. From Bethesda, so they are doing their own. Right, okay, but the Obsidian's the studio, right? Yeah, Outriders is the game I'm talking about. Okay. by People Can Fly Studios, who did do the original Bullet Storm, which was a great first-person shooter uh, from Xbox 360, PS3 era. So it's pretty solid. So Bullet Storm was very, very fun. So Outriders is coming out. That's a sci-fi themed uh, first-person shooter. It looks very story-heavy, and apparently it follows a team of uh, people. Heroes, anti-heroes, we don't know what they are yet, who are trying to track down some sort of signal, and then creatures come after them, and the creatures are vaguely shown in the trailer, so you can kind of get an idea what that's all about. But, yeah, it looks interesting. looks interesting, coming from uh, Square Enix. By the way, did you ever look in... Uh, there was an... Uh, so, Prey came out relatively recently, 
uh, ish. Um, and it was kind of like a psychological horror game, right? Yes. Yeah. So Break it. yeah, it was almost like uh, my understanding of it of the most recent version of Prey was that it was a lot like a Bioshock game, just set in right. space. Yes. Yeah. So here's my question to you: Was there not another Prey being made that was like where you were playing a bounty hunter? That that was the one that was scrapped to make the yeah. one that actually came out. So that was scrapped in, in order to make Bioshock 2.0, right? Interesting. Interestingly, because though, maybe it wasn't scrapped. Maybe it became Outer Worlds. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Because that game, the concepts that they were showing for it were phenomenal. It yeah. was a free-running game. Like yep. You could parkour all over the fucking right. place. You had to hunt down bounties. It was sci-fi. Yeah, like, very about Blade Runner-looking. Yeah. Like cyberpunk-esque. I was like super psyched for this fucking game. Interesting. And then it got scrapped, and then all of a sudden, Outer Worlds starts to show up because Bethesda has spun off, or Obsidian essentially uh, but, uh, left. But when Bethesda. did it, but when did Obsidian spin off? It was like way before that, right? Yeah, they, I, it was. It was a while ago. Maybe we reported on it last year. No, we did not report on this game. Because right? no, no, not on the game on on Obsidian leaving Bethesda. I thought we reported on it. Because if it was if it was recent, then they took that with them. In which case, then fan fucking tastic. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet actually. So it's cool that they just took the content with them. All right, well, whatever. Something for later. No idea. Oh, in November tenth, twenty eighteen, it was announced that Obsidian was actually acquired by Microsoft. So it was probably the Microsoft show where they talked about Outer Worlds. Interesting. Yeah. Which makes sense. They would have taken their assets along with them. If this was previously a if version they were of Prey, that, to. yeah, yeah, potentially. So cool, cool. So that's it for that news. Because that was also a western. That's the thing, right? It was a western theme. It even had a it western. Was, it was western, western style like song. Now we'll get into the Nintendo announcements. So right off the bat, well, kind of right off the bat, and then later on they talked Link's about Awakening. <laughs> yeah, Link, yeah, it's all about Link's Awakening. This is a whole story. It's the only thing they talked about. No big deal. So here we actually have two characters that were announced for Super Smash Brothers. So one is going to be a hero or various three. versions of the hero from Dragon Quest series. Technically three. Yeah, yeah, technically three. Well, three. Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. And then the second and third one, obviously, is Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. You could say a 2.5 or something. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I saw some of the gameplay trailer for uh, Banjo-Kazooie in Smash. Actually has him, like, smashing yeah. Kazooie. <laughs> like, yeah. on the ground. Looks really good. It, it, looks really like, good. The fun characters, right? Yeah. So I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm excited for that. And obviously, it speaks to something bigger going on with Banjo-Kazooie, which is why we were theorizing earlier that they could be remastering the original games and releasing them on the Switch. I think me, like myself and my brother, were probably the only ones who actually liked Nuts and Bolts. I thought it was a fun novel. I heard it was game. a good game. I never got to play it. A lot of people hated it. Oh, that's weird. Uh, I think they, they had justified reasons for hating it. Yeah. It was not the same game by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I thought it was a fun departure. I don't yeah. think that they should ever stop making Banjo-Kazooie games. I think that that is their bread and butter, and they should be yeah. making that until they die. If they had between Nuts and Bolts and Now, it would have been successful. Like, they were great games. 
So I, I, I don't know why. They I, I'm just hoping that there's like a, a remaster coming to Switch. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. That'd be actually really good news. So those are the new characters coming to Smash Brothers that have been announced. That's uh, two and three out of how many? Four? There's supposed to be four expansion characters in total? Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Well, there's going to be more, I think. And then there's also Luigi's Mansion 3. So we actually got uh, an idea this is going to come out likely in Q4 this year. They didn't name an exact date for it, but they did have a trailer for it there. It does look good. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 greatly expanded on the first one and kind of flushed out the game, made it a much longer game, uh, a lot more to do. So hopefully Luigi's Mansion 3 kind of keeps up with that. Um, I think it'd be a shame if it dropped and maybe it was like more similar to the first one where it's a very short sort of self-contained experience and there's not a whole lot else to do. Uh, so I I don't think Nintendo would go that route, especially after the success they've had uh, on the Switch with games like Mario and Legend of Zelda, where people clearly want a more open, uh, more fulfilled experience. So hopefully they don't go that route with Luigi's Mansion 3, but that was something they talked about. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So they showed some more gameplay there in the E3 trailer. It looks good. It looks very, very good. It, it looks like it's going to be Mario Maker, but for... yeah. Like, like Zelda. Yeah. yeah. So again, they're they're taking that philosophy of really flushing this out and making making it into as much as possible. So yeah. which is really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. I did hear though there's some rumors coming from the show floor that uh, the the playable version of this uh, that people played behind closed doors was was actually quite slow and choppy. I mean, that's it could be that could be the case for a variety of reasons, but um, hopefully that that I'm sh- I'm assured that they will hammer that out by the time it releases. It is Nintendo. It should be good. So one big get, and speaking of Gerald from Netflix series upcoming, is going to be The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition coming into the Nintendo Switch, which I'm so excited about because I never got to play Witcher 3. Here's the thing, though. Is the Switch really able to have that kind of graphical fidelity? No. So they're going to nerf the graphics pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I look at Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim was interesting because it was still a solid game. I still played quite a lot of it well, on the Switch. Skyrim's but... not exactly graphically demanding unless you mod it. But it's even less graphically demanding on the Switch because the backgrounds are a little bit blurry and the stuff in the foreground is just less overall. So as you're running throughout the world on a system that has more power, there's things populating in front of you. Yeah. Like trees and plants and rocks and crags and streams and all these things. And there's just fewer of all of that. In, yeah. in the Switch version, right, to kind of make up for it. Um, but they still made it feel like a great experience on the Switch. So for that, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. However, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, yeah, I mean, certainly for a game as beautiful as that was on, on the consoles of PC, uh, that's going to be nerfed somewhat going on to the Switch, which is fine. As long as it's a complete experience and I'm playing it on a very small screen for the most part, I won't be able to tell. <laughs> so Fair enough. Or they just sell shade the whole thing and they go Breath of the Wild route. Who knows? Actually, we do know because they've shown screenshots of it, and it just looks like a like a low res version. Yeah. So anyway, that's coming. Resident Evil Five and Six are both set to release on the Nintendo Switch this fall, which is okay. pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons got announced. However, uh, it has been pushed to next year, so apparently it's not going to be a 2019 release. There anymore. was a lot of people super psyched about that. Animal Crossing coming to the to the Switch. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just really, 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 really excited for Sword and Shield. Yeah, yeah. That's honestly, I, I think they're gonna be uh, game changers for the Switch. Well, it's the first time we're getting a Pokemon game with some like legitimate console power behind yeah. it. Yeah. Now, now I say that lightly the fact that because it's on it is a Switch. Yeah, but, it's, it's I mean, the perfect trade-off though, right? Because yeah, you can um, play yeah. it as a console experience if you want or still play it as a handheld. That's exactly it. Yeah. 
And and I think Nintendo did not announce uh, two new consoles, two new console versions that everyone is pretty sure are coming, meaning uh, a, po- a completely portable Switch version and a uh, a Pro version that, that have been announced uh, sort of in, in the background. So hopefully they make official announcements about these because there's a ton of speculation out there already the that these exist. only thing I'm concerned about is being able to bring my profile with my games from one to the other. Yeah, listen up, Nintendo. That's it. Yeah. If, they, if, they, if they do that... Yep. Thumbs up all the way. Cool. Um, and and I would even consider getting another one. Yeah. I would 100% consider getting another one. Yeah. I'd consider getting, at first I thought maybe the Pro would be for me, but my original Switch is fine. Like, it's good. So unless the Pro has, like, better graphic capabilities or something, then I'd probably actually get the portable one. Just yeah. Just to, like, sort of drag that around. and Because, yeah. like, Especially if it's a bit smaller. The thing is, like, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but this is how I see it. I would get another Switch so I could have one dedicated in my house. Mm-hmm. I could have one that I just keep in my bag. Yeah. Like where I go to work right. and stuff like that. So if right. I'm like waiting at a client's place for an hour because they thought that their meeting was like an hour ahead of time. Yeah. Great. Whatever. I'll play the Switch. Yeah. But the other reason to have that, and like I said, this is obviously ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that I could now play some of those games that are only like multiplayer. Online. Online. Yeah, because if you have somebody else at home who wants to play along with you, you can do that. And I've got the bandwidth to support it. Yeah, and I'd be willing to pitch like what twenty bucks if it's on sale. Yeah, forty bucks if I really, really love the game. Right, and and have two copies of it, and and not like feel like I've stabbed myself in the stomach because yeah. if I'm gonna be able to encapsulate all of that fun, yeah. with a friend, the Switch can also use NFC as well. It, it, in yeah. fact, it does use NFC for a lot of the Switch to Switch multiplayer games already. But I think like something like Stardew Valley would be so much more fun. Oh God, to yeah, consoles there, yeah, totally. And, and 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 yes, ridiculous to a degree. Do not do not argue that. But there is something to be said about being able to spend what you would spend at a theater anyway to go see a movie with a friend. To just be able to get hours and hours of gameplay with a friend at the same time. Yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be a good experience anyway for the Switch. Uh, another big announcement was around. Actually, not a big announcement, but one I'm particularly interested in is No More Heroes Three, the official sequel. Yep. So the one that came out last year, obviously Travis Strikes Again, was a spinoff series. So I'm glad to see if there's actually a fully fledged one coming out again. And then the final big announcement, and this was sort of a oh yeah, and one more thing kind of moment yeah. was uh the breath of the wild sequel being announced uh to be in development as well yes. and it does look like straight up follow-up to breath of the wild like this doesn't look like the majora's mask to ocarina of time this looks no. like and this it's looks supposed like to have co-op right you're supposed to be, one person's supposed to be able to play zelda they didn't announce that or sorry it wasn't co-op but the zelda's playable they didn't announce that either but they also didn't say no she's not playable uh okay. when, when asked so. okay fair enough Inter- and that's interesting uh, to consider, but the one thing that I loved about this was, and this is a weird thing to say, I loved it, but so many people were like, "Hey, it's an expansion," and I'm like, "I don't think it is, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's standalone." Yeah. And then for some reason, there was like, since that day to to just recently, everyone's back and forth. It's an expansion. No, it's its own game. It's an expansion. No, it's, it's gonna be a game. fully like, fledged game. I'm like, no, it's it's another game, but yeah. it does use the same map. Yeah, but I think it's going to turn out to be like a link between worlds or like link to the past where you have like a shadow world or like a dark world and then a light world. So I think I think it'll have both. And they're going to you're going to have to travel between them as a gameplay mechanic. Maybe. It's done it before. I mean, they even did it in um Twilight well, Princess. So same it, thing. Wasn't Four Seasons also like that? Probably, I don't remember. 
uh, where you you change the seasons to do different things. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I, I or even might... or even like Minish Cap, where you're big and then you're small. And there's two worlds that yeah. sort of you know coexist, right? So th- this is not something new for the Legend of Zelda series. No, they it's a staple, if anything. Right, it's a staple. They didn't have a chance to do it with Breath of the Wild because it was such a massive game. So presumably this is something they would have wanted to do anyway. It's something they've been thinking about for a long time. So I'm good with it. I'll buy it. I'll play it. I'll probably enjoy it. But it will be a full fledged game. So. Yeah. 100% guarantee it. So, and those were all the big announcements from Nintendo. That's it. That's it. We've run it off E3 2019. Next year, are we going to be there? We're going to be there. Oh, we're Maybe, be probably. There. That'd be sweet. I yeah. think we're definitely going to try. We have to apply for press passes. We do. Yeah. Well, uh, when do we do that? Probably soon. I would guess. Very soon. So, we'll look into that. We could be potentially reporting from E3 for a couple days next year. We'll. See if it actually goes down like that, because next year is going to be, this is going to be right before the big console releases. So, obviously, Microsoft already announced their Xbox project is coming out next year, what I've called the next box, and they cannot call it the next box because that's the name I've given it on this podcast. <laughs> so, they, yeah, get, they, right. can, they can call it the Scarlet 1S X or whatever they need to call it, but they can't call it the next box. I think they should just make up something new. Yeah. Like a completely new The thing. Y box. Not even an Xbox anymore. It's the Z box. Oh, no, no it's box. an Xbox, but it's actually shaped like an X, like the original tech demo from the original E3 where they talked about Xbox. Do you remember that? Yeah. I actually remember. It was supposed to be like it. a Chrome it was, X. Yeah. Well, there was also a black one with like a green yeah, yeah, yeah. core. Right. Yeah. And then they had, oh, they, yeah, they it had clear release. core on it. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then like it, it had there there was a version of that that did hit market, but it wasn't actually the same. It was like really kind of a shoddy version of that. Yeah. Like an appearance. I was like, come on guys. <laughs> but if you had if you had one of those, it'd probably be worth millions of dollars because it would just be one of a kind. Well yeah, prototype things were always worth it. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That's a that's actually an interesting point to think back and to all those old systems. And if you had one that was like a limited run or, or, or a limited edition, like that is not worth a lot now. But in like twenty more years, that's gaming history. Which right. you would never necessarily think of at the time when you get it, hey, this is gonna be a part of gaming history, but it is. Yeah. And Gaming will become old enough to have a history, and those things will become collector's items. Yeah, uh, there's already some organizations out there, and at least one podcast that I know of, uh, Retronauts, uh, Jared Petty yeah. is is running that one, and Bob Mackey. So they came from uh, the one-up scene back when there was one-up.com. Yeah. And from before that, from, from the E3, I'm sorry, from E3, from uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, EGM. So what those guys do now is they're they're heavily into gaming preservation. So a lot of the money say they make on Patreon actually goes toward gaming preservation. Oh. So buying and preserving source code and like buying and preserving games where maybe there's not very many copies of them left in the world. So but it's all about to them game preservation and then the podcast is obviously about just talking about these things for a new generation, right? Yeah. Putting it into today's terms. So it's a really interesting podcast. I do recommend it. That's called Retronauts. Um I guess I should have included that in playing and watching. <laughs> so oh. Yeah, it would have been a good one. Would have been a good one. One more shout-out I want to do is actually for our friends at Grief Burrito Podcast. So the Burrito Boys are at it again. They are on YouTube. So currently currently rocking a handful of subscribers here, trying to grow their base up on this. However, they're doing some Let's Plays on there, which are a lot of fun to watch. So, for instance, uh, in the last week they've posted a Dead Space uh, playthrough, which I, I actually watched quite a bit of that one. Awesome. Do you remember that? Oh, I love Such that. Such a good game. It was basically like the Resident Evil we deserved back when Resident Evil 5 came out. So. Yeah. 
when I actually first played Dead Space, I was so terrified of the game because I'm a huge wuss when it comes to horror games. Oh, that dude. I actually was playing parallel with a friend. Yeah. And uh, I was in college at the time, and yeah. I was actually screaming, running through an area shooting. And my neighbor <laughs> came over, knocked on my door, and was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Dude, it's, the game was terrifying. She was not impressed. Yeah. Uh, but that was good times. Oh, so good, so good. But they've also done like uh, Super Bunny Man playthroughs recently. Uh, that was a three-parter they did. Rogue Legacy, they did that as well. There's a bunch of games they've Rogue actually Legacy, played. Rogue Legacy, that's there. a great, great game. Yeah, a lot of good that's, stuff on that's there. That's a very much like Dead Cells game. I so think. make sure if you're into YouTube, you're into watching gaming videos, give these guys a watch, give them a sub, because why the hell not? Like, what are you doing? You're listening to this. You made it this far in. So you might as well, right? Anyway, I do like him a lot. Make sure to follow the Grief Burrito Podcast as well. Uh, definitely give a different angle on, on some of the same stuff we talk about, but also a lot of different stuff. Believe it or not, we don't cover everything in the gaming and geek world on Rona Geek Official Podcast. There's just too much. There's way too much. So we pick and choose the topics we like, and so do all the other geek podcasts out there. So give them a listen, give them a sub, and, uh, and I think they really enjoy that. And that's actually it for episode 49 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. Adam should be back next week when we cover the official Spoiler cast review for Black Mirror Season 5, which I'm really looking probably. forward to. We'll probably do it. We'll, we'll probably do I it. I think we've talked about later. Yeah, it's this the next is, episode like three what times. Was, what was the last thing we kept pushing back over and over? Oh, it was The Mandalorian. This is the new The Mandalorian. <laughs> so we're just going to keep saying we're going to do it next episode, and then we don't, but we managed to collect more information on it, so yeah, which is true. fine. Yeah, so we'll do that next week. It'll be a good time. And, uh, yeah, so this is Alex Austin signing off, and... Rob. And thank you so much for listening. Yes, good times. <laughs>